1: Hello, and if you want to run with the Game Changers, you're in the right place. Today's buzz, SMEs, small and medium enterprises. Some people prefer SMBs, but we go with SMEs here. That's how we roll on Game Changers. So, question of the day, does size really matter when it comes to data management? Here are the facts Besides an SME's smaller budget and resources, of course, their challenges are actually similar to those of their larger counterparts. So how can an SME gain a competitive advantage in all this? Consider in-memory technologies. I've asked three experts to tell me why. First, we're going to be hearing from Jorge Garcia from Tech TEC. And he says the following, if the processing of data is going to drive better execution, higher performance, and increase profits for SMEs, because we all know that's the bottom line, that's what it's all about, he says an organization considering in-memory technology needs to acknowledge a number of essential principles for turning data into information. That's the key here, and we'll be talking to Jorge in just a few minutes. Turning data into, into information, remember that phrase. Also joining us today is Curtis Fry from NBS, that's Navigator Business Solutions. And he says, for the average SME company, one of the biggest inefficiencies is that the data they put into their system stays buried there and doesn't adequately help them guide business decisions on a day-to-day basis. So, again, we're back to the data. Inefficiency, it's stuck. It's buried. How are you going to get it out and turn it into information that's useful? And rounding out our panel today is Puneet Supple from SAP. He quotes James Bertrand. This is a wonderful quote. Once we rid ourselves of traditional thinking, we can get on with creating the future and Puneet in a few minutes will explain to me what future we're talking about so stay tuned for the next hour and join us for In Memory for SMEs Real Possibilities I'm Bonnie D. Graham, host and producer of Coffee Break with Game Changers Radio presented by SAP those of you keeping count, this is episode number 87, wow, live 87 weeks almost in a row and it is Wednesday, May 29th 2013 and again I ask where is the year going? Let me put a quick question out for my Game Changer listeners and then I'll introduce my wonderful panel Okay, you know you have to do it, but it could be painful just thinking about how to harness your business's big data. It's so big, we even capitalize it, capital B, big capital D data. Go to our show page here on the Business Channel on Voice America Radio. Click any banner, and you will be taken to a page of freebies. Look for the complimentary ebook on how to start eliminating the pain of big data. It's on us. And now let's meet today's panelist's. Jorge Garcia is Senior BI and Data Management Analyst at Tech, Technology Evaluation Centers. He has more than 20 20 years of experience in all phases of application development, database, and data warehouse design, and more than nine years in project management. Welcome, Jorge Garcia. How are you today?
2: Ah, Fine. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for joining me. Where are you calling from?
2: I'm calling from Montreal, Canada.
1: And what's the weather? I like to ask.
2: Oh well, uh, right now we are expecting a couple of thunderstorms, but uh, I think the weekend is going to be gorgeous. So. Uh- we're I'm
1: glad, it. and, it's, and it's only Wednesday. You're a true optimist, so we're looking forward to the. We used to call Wednesday hump day. I don't know what they call it in Montreal, but that's what we call it here on Long Island. Thank you, Jorge. We'll be hearing from you in a moment. Curtis Fry is VP of Technology and Support and a co-founder of Navigator Business Solutions. He started his career designing and working in the custom configuration of commercial jet aircraft. Wow. Before transitioning into the world of ERP enterprise resource planning. Welcome Curtis Fry. how are you?
3: Hey, I'm doing well thanks. Good to be good on.
1: and oh wonderful to have you. We just met a couple of days ago. I'm so pleased you you're available to join our panel. Curtis, where are you calling from today?
3: Uh, just outside of Salt Lake City Utah.
1: And what's the weather?
3: Well, it's uh, if you look out the window it changes every five minutes. It was raining earlier. it's <laughs> sunny now so who knows what we'll see in the next little while.
1: Okay, sounds a little like here on Long Island. You never know what you're going to get. I'd love to be a weather person because they they get paid whether they're right or wrong, and nobody seems to care. Okay, yeah. Panit Supple from SAP is a seasoned executive, and he says at heart he is a solution strategist. He specializes in SAP-centric solutions. Panit is an active evangelist for reinventing business models and propagating solutions that recognize the impact of in-memory computing, enterprise mobility, and enterprise cloud solutions. Some our favorite topics here on Game Changers Radio. Welcome, and how are you, Panit Seppel?
4: I am doing just fine and delighted to be here.
1: Wonderful. I'm delighted to have you here. Where are you calling from? And you may as well just give me the weather, because I'm going to ask anyway.
4: <laughs> yes, I'm calling from Kansas City, and uh, the weather here actually is much better this morning. Last night there were storms, and they might be headed your way, Bonnie, so watch out.
1: Oh, I'm sitting by the window. I'm watching out. Thank you very much for that advanced warning. Talk about predictive analytics. So let's go back to the intro, and let's start pulling these quotes apart one at a time. Jorge Garcia from Tech, I'm going to start with you. The keywords I took away from you're talking about processing data that's going to drive better execution, higher performance, increased profits for SMEs. SMEs are our focus topic today. You have to consider in-memory technology. And you need to uh, acknowledge a number of essential principles. The goal here, Jorge, turning data into information. Talk to me. What's the most important part of this for the SMEs and the, the low end, the startups, the, the newbies who are listening to us today, Jorge?
2: Yeah, I think uh, as, as the song uh, says, the song remains the same, which is uh, I think the principle is the same, which uh, is having a a great amount, a great amount of data. That we need to convert into actual information and take the value from it, and that remains as the, as the logic principle. Uh, of course, taking advantage of in-memory solutions uh, will will kind of a leverage or enable uh, SME uh, companies to get this data in, in, in a certain way that will uh, that will be beneficial for them and will be easier for them to uh, convert that into actual information. Uh, that has a value, that it becomes an asset uh, to, the, to, to, the, to, to the organization. So I think that we – but in order to get to that point, I think we still need to consider some basic principles in terms of having uh, the right business model, having the right uh, data model for that, and having the right process in place to turn that into a, a benefit for the organization. So it, it's, it's all, I mean, in, in, it, technology is important, but I think that uh, all that happens behind that technology or forehand that technology is important, too. I mean, okay. data quality, uh, process management, et cetera.
1: Of course. So what's what's the the magic bullet here in terms of in-memory technology? What is this going to do to give a just a summary before we really dig in later into the roundtable, Jorge? What's this going to give an SME? How does how does it give that competitive advantage I spoke about in my intro? Where is that edge coming from?
2: Well, specifically specifically about SMEs, and and this is interesting because I have been uh, speaking with with some of your uh, some of some of SAP's customers and some of mm-hmm. other customers uh, using uh, right now in-memory technologies um, we always talk about speed of, of process we always talk about real time which is important we always talk about big data but some of the some of the things that are also very extremely important for SMEs is the ease of uh, modeling a business process and the mm-hmm. ease of uh, modeling data which is a very important component uh, to get uh, to get a, a faster return of, of, of investment so that, that's another key component of having a, a good in-memory strategy.
1: Good. Thank you very much. And I know that Curtis Fry from NBS Navigator Business Solutions has a similar point of view. Curtis, you said for the average SME company, one of the biggest inefficiencies is the data they put there stays there, buried, and it doesn't help guide them on a day-to-day basis. So how do we get rid of those inefficiencies and make that data do something for them? Curtis Fry?
3: Yeah, so I, I think, and this is based on a lot of empirical evidence. As I've um, mm-hmm. worked with a, a lot of companies over the years, that, you know, they spend all day, every day, in their system putting data in there, and and ultimately they're not leveraging that to get it out. And so I, I think the the main point there is uh, not only accessibility, uh, which the in-memory. Uh, computing will will help overcome as far as speed and just getting the data in front of your face in real-time time frame. Uh, but it's also allowing it to be viewed and, and, and consumed by as large a number of people that ultimately make these decisions uh, as possible. So we're talking uh, whether it's the processes that are having to do with production or, or sales or anything else that uh, we're doing to put the data into the system. We need to get that back out uh, in, a, in an efficient way, and I think, again, in memory helps uh, overcome those types of challenges because it puts the data into the laps of the people who need it, and more importantly, when they need it.
1: Curtis, thank you. If we're talking about the data that's buried in the system, can we use the term big data if we're talking about SMEs at the low end of the scale? Not that there's anything lower about them, but a smaller company. Is it still big data? Are they so inundated with data from the get-go when they start being a company that it's already big data and it's massive? What do you think from your perspective? Yeah,
3: absolutely. I I think... From day one, you have to think in terms of big data. You have to think in terms of, uh, you know, one of the analogies that I use is you got to unravel the yarn, the ball of yarn, regardless of how big you are and how big the data is. Because as you grow, the data grows, and whether you define big data as you know a certain amount or type or, or complexity, you have to be able to unravel that day one, and that's they do get overwhelmed. And I think and I've seen this time and time again is that they just don't know. Where to go, they don't know what to use, and in some cases once the data is is there they they're not used to that and, and uh, to see it and be able to make the decision so they they may not even use the data if it were there, so uh, oftentimes it's an education both on getting it out but as well as knowing what to do once you have it.
1: That's true. Thank you, Curtis, from NBS. And, and let's round out this part of the show with Puneet Supple from SAP. Lovely quote here. And I say lovely because I, it's so much bigger than our topic today, but let's see if we can apply it. So James Bertrand said, once we rid ourselves of traditional thinking, we can get on with creating the future. How does this relate to SMEs in memory and the title of our show today, Puneet, Real Possibilities? Talk to me.
4: Well, how much time do we have, Bonnie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got the better part of 45 minutes after the break, which is coming yeah. up in about three minutes. But let's get just just dip our toe in the water here, Paneet. I love that. Go ahead. Well, you know, the
4: thing is, uh, it, it, it's a topic that, you know, we could be discussing well beyond the 45 minutes. But I'll try to sort of compress that thought into the context of what we're discussing today. And first of all, let me, um, you know, thank Jorge and Curtis for excellent responses to your questions because I couldn't agree with them more. And I, you know, the Curtis's last remark about, you know, uh, it is not just the data itself, but knowing what to do with it. Mm -hmm. I think for too long, for too long in the industry, we have focused on already the, you know, what is big data? We've focused on the volume the velocity the variety to use the cliched expressions that describe big mm-hmm. data but we haven't paid enough attention to what do we do with it and how do we handle that and i think that's where in-memory comes into the picture and and you know part of that is because we have been conditioned to think about a problem and then look for, uh, and then think about the solution as opposed to saying you know, here are some trends that are point to, pointing to a certain future. How do we address that? How do we anticipate it? And I think that is where this comes in. And with in-memory technology, and I'm sorry if this sounds like a plug about, for SAP HANA, but I have to say the word a few go times.
1: Ahead, go Otherwise, ahead. Otherwise, I will lose my
4: paycheck, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please do. I won't stop that. Please yeah. go ahead. The,
4: the thing is, you know, with that, we are actually able to address the future today. And I think that's the beauty. I mean, when I wrote, when I, you know, this quote I pulled out of a blog I wrote, I think maybe two, almost three years ago, but it is very relevant even today. And as we've heard so often, we are changing the way things are happening in a dynamic fashion. And it applies to small companies and big companies alike because everybody lives in a very different environment today. You know, some of the imperatives, that we see for businesses out there have to do with how we do our computing, with how we relate to different issues, and how we manage our business. Business models have become so dynamic that by definition they have to deal with the three Vs of data that we just talked about, even if it's a small operation, and, or I should say a relatively small operation. So the thing is, it, it, the size in this case I think is N- not irrelevant, but somewhat less significant. It is about mm-hmm. what the data is doing to you and how can you, in a nimble fashion, be able to address it. And uh, so, you know, unless we really want to go you know, further into this, and I'm sure you will get into other aspects of this. The, oh, the, yes. The, the, the fact is that with in-memory technology, we are able to get our arms around it. We are able to address it in true real time, and hopefully we'll get into that in a little bit, too. And um, I think the future is here. The future is now.
1: I'm glad the future is now. And for me, the future is now because we are up against our first break, and that's the future of SAP Radio. You're listening to Coffee Break with Game Changers. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We're presented by SAP. Talking today with Jorge Garcia from TEC, Curtis Fry from NBS. Panit Supple from SAP. That's a lot of alphabet soup there, kids. And I'm just Bonnie. We're going to be right back. Don't even think of touching that app, that mouse, that dial, however you're listening. And we're talking about in-memory for SMEs, real possibilities. Remember, according to Panit Supple, the future is now. We'll be right back. Brad, out.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase, an SAP company, offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com When it comes to business you'll find the experts here Voice America Business Network You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers presented by SAP You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com
1: Of course, and here we are, and we're back with Jorge Garcia from TEC, Curtis Fry from NBS, and Puneet Supple from SAP. We're talking about in-memory for SME's real possibilities, and the future is now, according to James Bertrand and Puneet Supple. Question of the day right now for my guests, what's more important? What's in your cup? Let's start out with Jorge Garcia. What are you drinking today, Jorge?
2: Well, uh today today I'm lucky because I'm drinking a special blend from the south uh, of coffee from the south of Mexico, from two states, a blend from uh, coffee uh from Chiapas and Veracruz. Uh my wife and I used to had a, a coffee shop and every time I go to Mexico, I I try to get this coffee. So, I think today I'm fortunate uh, having uh, having a good blend of coffee. <laughs>
1: And give me an idea. What kind of flavors do you put cream in it? Do you put milk in it? Do you put a shot of something no, in it? No,
2: uh, uh, well, each morning it has to be a good espresso.
1: So, ah, uh, okay, the high-test stuff with the oh, caffeine. The, that's, that's oh, my important. goodness. Okay, I know it's very important. Curtis Fry, what are you drinking today?
3: Well, I've got a, a uh, tea from South America called Yerba Mate.
1: Oh, yes.
3: Somewhat of an acquired taste, Uh Depending on how how strong you have it, but it's uh, it's a good one to get you going in the morning.
1: And how strong do you take it?
3: I, as strong as I can. I get a lot
1: of work. Okay. You know. <laughs> okay, all right. Does it need any accoutrements, any accessorizing, or just straight high test?
3: You know, I'll do uh, I'll do some sweetener because it is pretty bitter. But uh, mm. beyond that, yeah, it's just kind of straight shot.
1: Okay, thank you for sharing that. Now we know a lot more about you. Puneet Supple, what are you drinking today?
4: I'm drinking Assam tea. And Assam is a region in northeast India. And uh, for those who may not have guessed from my name, I am a native of India. And um, I fell in love with this tea when I spent some time at a tea estate, actually in Assam. And I observed how it's grown, harvested, and processed. Mm. It's amazing, but this is what gets me going in the morning.
1: So I assume there's some caffeine in there, too. And, of course, I have to read the tweet from Malcolm Kimberlin, my co-producer. He says, "Uh uh-oh, this is important. Groundbreaking news here. You heard it first. Malcolm has found a new love. It's Phil's Coffee. Now, all of you new to the show, Malcolm adores Equator coffees. That's all he talks about. But today it's Phil's. He says, it's a local best-kept secret with exotic blends galore. We'll just leave it at that. We won't tell the folks at Equator, Malcolm. So thanks for sharing that. Now it's time to get down to business Let's get serious. We're talking about SMEs in memory, using that data that's buried somewhere, bringing it to the fore, using it for everyday business decisions, turning data into information. A lot to talk about here. First, I'd like to ask, uh, Jorge, let's kick off the roundtable, please. I want to talk about what would be holding an SME back, if it makes such good sense. If we're talking about the logic here, the business logic, evolving your company or maybe starting off on the right foot rather than the wrong one, what would Hold an SME back from adopting in-memory technology? I'm sure there are plenty of factors where they would say, "Ugh, maybe not now." Can we? Should we? So, talk to me, Jorge. Where do we kick this off?
2: Yes. Well, I think the I think the uh, I think the the primary concern comes from budget, uh, and I think that I mean we we know that uh, being an SME, you have a you have a more a more constrained budget than than having a large enterprise. So, I think there's a there's kind of a conception that well if you acquire an in-memory and in-memory platform uh you will the, the investment will be, will be large so i think it's hard at this point sometimes to understand the the kind of the relation between uh, uh investment and benefit so that that's the uh that's a main issue uh the other is that i i think that the, there are segments from the smb uh from the smb side that they are still a little bit concerned on, on more, let's call it, uh, native, uh, native needs than big data, or they don't understand that they have a big data problem. Maybe they have it, but they don't know for sure. So, many times what, what happens is that, uh, they, they struggle to understand the, the real benefits. Uh, and speaking with a couple of customers, uh, when they, when they ran into, uh, in, into a, uh, an in-memory project, first they were not sure about the real benefits, so they started a, the, the project more kind of a, a, as a testing project. And now mm-hmm. they don't understand, <laughs>
1: uh,
2: how could they work with a, without an in-memory solution in the past. But ah. it was until they have it that they really, uh, kind of uh, leverage all the, all the benefits. And now they're even thinking about expanding their own solution, and and I think that um, for many SME companies, uh, speed is important, power is important, but there mm-hmm. are other things for SMEs that are still very relevant: ease of use, ease of deployment, many of those things. And I think that mo- many uh, uh, in-memory platforms are. Uh, getting uh, people to know that it's easier to uh, to deploy a solution, and in-memory solution is easier to work with. It is easier easier to model, and of course, it's going to be faster to see the results. So th- those are things that I, I think are holding the SME uh, from the SME from, from 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 in-memory technologies.
1: Thank you, Jorge Curtis Fry. I want to ask you: Do you agree with Jorge? Do you have different perspective from NBS?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of what Jorge is saying is, is definitely rings true with a lot of the customers that we see. Uh, you know, one, one thing that I've seen over the past fifteen some odd years that I've been working with uh, data in SME uh, in the SME space is really, you know, fifteen years ago you were you were hard pressed to find the SMEs that actually ran on a, any type of enterprise solution. So I think the first phase of the evolution to what I would call big data, even though it's not big data, but we're talking business analytics and that sort of thing, was just getting them to put the data in to a system.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. And
3: we're talking, uh, you know, these common databases that, that are out there. And, and you, you know, that's kind of phase one. And I think we're seeing that evolve now where those companies say, all right, yeah, we, we know what enterprise software is. And the next phase of that evolution is really understanding data analytics and then as they get into that, then they start realizing some of the challenges is number one, you have to define what it is you want to see. If you don't even, mm-hmm. if you don't know that, there's no point in trying to get the data out because you, you gotta know what you want to know. Right. And once they know that, uh, the traditional obstacles to whether it's real time or, or what I call the pull method of, of, uh, of data analysis, where instead of sending a, the CEO an Excel spreadsheet, is that he has the ability to come in and pull the data that he wants when he wants it. Um, But that, again, that's more real time, allowing them to see that and understanding what you can get out of the system. Uh, I think it's really just more a matter of them not understanding. A lot of these companies just don't really understand what's out there. Uh, And that alone, just that taking that extra step is the thing that I think prevents a lot of the SMEs from embracing uh, in memory or even just Business analytics in general, I think you have to understand what business analytics is going to buy you before you make that jump to understanding the benefits, technologically speaking. But you have to conceptualize it first from the standpoint of what am I going to gain from being able to analyze the data in real time, that type
1: of thing. Well put. Thank you, Curtis. And I, I want to quote you where you sent me before the show. The following, you say, uh, in memory allows you to see the business now as opposed to what it was last night. That alone should excite IMHO, in my humble opinion, that alone should excite an SME or just a startup, very, very small SME, to say there's something more than just somebody sitting and entering that data. There are great possibilities. We'll come back to that in a few minutes. Panit Supple, I need you to join this conversation, please. What do you think are holding back? What are the key issues, the challenges, the misunderstandings, the lack of information, holding SMEs back from embracing or, shall we say, dipping their toe in the water of adopting an in-memory system. What do you think?
4: You know, first of all, um, I I must agree with uh, Jorge and Curtis because one of the things they both touched on uh, was the fact that many of them don't realize what can be done and uh, in, and to that extent, I think we obviously need more education and the, you know the, evangel- the evangelization of this whole uh, new way of computing needs to continue for a while because there is too much of a myth out there that it is only for you know bigger organizations and smaller organizations can benefit. To sort of address that, you know you know SAP has already taken steps now from our perspective because of course, as the leaders in the in-memory technology space, it, it behooves us to do that. You know, uh, Already, if companies want to start dipping their toes in the water and playing with SAP HANA, SAP HANA 1 has been around. I mean, you can leverage the relationship we have with Amazon and be able to use instances to play around with, if you will, for 99 cents an hour. It's been there already. Uh, with HANA 1 Premium that was recently announced, you can you know, get a little bit more. Uh, it costs a little bit more, but it's not a, a, the same as, you know, going through the whole process of getting your own appliance and working with it and, you know, getting its size, et cetera, and before you know what the scope of your use is going to be. So there are ways to tip your toes in the water without it being a cost issue, uh, but I think even before that, they need to understand that there is a lot of value in this, and that's why I liked what both Jorge and, um, and Curtis said on that. Now, along these same lines, I mean, announcement of the HANA Enterprise Cloud should address some of the ease of deployment and the investment versus benefit points that were raised earlier as well, because you now have the power of real-time with the elasticity of the cloud. So, again, from an SAP perspective, I feel strongly that we are trying to address these very concerns, and hopefully the market will see that. You touched on one other thing, Bonnie, that I want to mm-hmm. piggyback on. You mentioned Please. startup companies, smaller companies. We have an amazing program called the SAP Startup Focus Program, where over 400, some, I forget the exact number, uh, startups have have already participated, and they're using HANA as a platform. These are much smaller organizations, and they are being able to develop applications or be able to put forth solutions that leverage the the in-memory magic of HANA. And uh, many of these have proven beyond a doubt that it it is not something that necessarily has to wait for later or that, you know, they have to be of a certain size. But But the intractable problems that even smaller organizations face can be very readily addressed, and it's because of the way data is coming at them.
1: Okay. You know what? Paneet, you took me up to my next break. When we come back, I want to approach this from a different perspective. We're talking about, well, we're Coffee Break with Game Changers. Game Changers is the key word in the title of our series here on the Business Channel. I want to talk about something called Audacious Business Solutions. Uh, this is in a blog that Paneet sent me. He said he spotted this line on the cover of the September 2010 issue of the Harvard Business Review. While well, that seems very dated, 2010. I think it's still a very... Very interesting concept. We're going to be talking about how disruptive is it. Let's go away from we've been skewing a little bit toward startups, brand new companies. Let's talk about entrenched, well-established SMEs. How disruptive do they want to be? How disruptive can they stand to be? How disruptive can they tolerate it? Are they willing to pay to disrupt to get rid of that status quo and surge ahead in their competitive marketplace? We'll be right back. We're talking to Panit Supple. We're talking to Curtis Fry. We're talking to Jorge And, of course, I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. Okay, Brad, out.
0: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. Voice America Business Network The bottom line in business.
1: Today's topic is SMEs, small and mid-sized enterprises. We're talking about in-memory for SMEs, real possibilities. Possibilities of what? Possibilities of disrupting whatever their status quo is based on how long they've been in business, how big they are, how competitive they are, but where do they want to go? What future do they want to envision and create and realize where is the company going and how can in-memory possibly and very potentially help them surge ahead and become a real player on the competitive landscape, we're going to kick off this segment with Panit Supple from SAP, a big Hana fan I know, and Panit read in the September 2010 issue of Harvard Business Review why the world needs audacious business solutions. I like audacious, rhymes with audacious. What can I tell you? So, Panit, when does a company, an SME, say, "Hey, we want to take that quantum leap, we want to be competitive, we're ready to shake it up," or when do they say, "Eh, not so much, we like things the way they are"? Where, where are the heads of the SMEs you've dealt with?
4: So, uh, so, Bonnie, you know, uh, I'm a little biased in my uh, input here, but you know, I guess that that's why you have me on the show. You want to hear my bias. <laughs> I, I, I believe that it is not a question of when, nor is it a question of whether. It's it's an imperative, because mm-hmm. if we don't change, we perish, and we need to get out of our own way if we want to progress, if we want to get to that competitive edge. This article that you refer to, and as you said, it's dated, but it is very relevant even today, was was making a case for out-of-the-box thinking, audacious goals, lots of experiments. The idea was that companies today need to understand that the world around us has changed. I'll give you a small example. If you're Mm -hmm. an appliance manufacturer and somebody's having a problem with, say, your dishwasher, for example, Mm -hmm. and, I mean, if you go back 10 years, we still had dishwashers then, But they wouldn't find out till it sort of bubbled up and got to them, and they would or wouldn't take care of the issue. Today, that is not the case. And, of course, I'm talking about a slightly bigger company if you're an appliance manufacturer. But the Mm -hmm. same thing can be related to a much smaller organization as well. But today, with social media swirling around us, they have no option to decide whether or not they want to engage there. Because if they don't, they don't at their own peril. They are going to perish. The idea is that we have to rethink how we've done business. Today, things are getting so competitive that, you know, that companies that are in the retail business, they want to get between their customer and the cash register as quickly as possible, which means the moment you walk in the store, that's where solutions are headed. So the, so, so, so if I, so when I, When we talk about this line or this article about why the world needs audacious business solutions, it's Mm -hmm. because the way we function has changed fundamentally. And we need to adapt and we need to anticipate. Otherwise, we are going to be going the way of the dinosaur. And And that is what companies need to understand. And we can elaborate more, but I'd like to give the floor to Jorge and for yes,
1: their and I want to ask Curtis Fry to jump in from NBS. Curtis, I know we're talking about in memory and how can you dig that data out that you, in an SIB or startup, you bothered to put the data somewhere in a system. How do you dig it out make it into information? But let's talk about new ways of viewing data, and accord- and this is a, a kickoff from what Paneet just said. How do you see the trends? How do you utilize and leverage the value of predictive analytics? How do you have a more comprehensive business view, a future view? if you will, and as you so well put before, seeing the business now as opposed to what it was last night. So can you tie that into what we're talking about, Curtis, in terms of audacious?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing to understand, and there's kind of two things there. Number one is, is seeing the data that you've put into the system as soon as you put it there or as soon as you need it. And that's kind of the, let's look at how things are, are doing today right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the other part of that is now we've got all this data in there that can help paint us a picture of where we've been to help us see where we can go, uh, going forward. And especially with startups, a lot of these guys are audacious right out of the gate, right? I mean, they're, they yes. are the innovators. They, you know, and I can't tell you how many times I've seen companies that go in. And you've got this entrepreneurial spirit of the, uh, of these, uh, Guys just starting businesses and, and, and yet when it comes to the data, they don't have that same passion and understanding of how they can translate, you know, creating and selling a product is one thing, but analyzing how you were successful and what you can do better, cut out the, the deadwood, uh, pare down what you need to do as far as your business that will focus on the best results quickly. And the most accurate forecast and vision going forward is going to be based on what you, the data you've got in your system, and knowing how to to slice and dice it, so to speak, so that you can make those decisions that will impact you as as uh, as effectively and timely as possible going forward. And I think that's one of the big challenges they have. They can't translate that, or often don't translate that passion of of, of that entrepreneurial spirit and and growth into the data side of things and analyzing what they've got.
1: Curtis, why? Why not? They've got it. They're living it. They're breathing it. They've got probably a lot invested in the success. They've got employees. They've got advertising. They've got customers. They need to succeed. As Panit said a few minutes ago, it's not a, well, we'll get around to it. It's a must do or die, survive or perish. That's the way it is. Why can't they see? Where are the blinders on coming from for SMEs? And Curtis, why don't you start off answering my question and then, Jorge, I'd like you to jump in. So go ahead, Curtis. Why, why can't yeah, they see it? That's that's
3: the golden question, right? I mean, yeah. I, I think it really boils down to uh, a couple of things. There's understanding what is and isn't possible. I mean, I, I've worked with so many companies that just didn't realize the extent to which you could slice and dice data. Uh, so there, that's one thing. The other thing is probably the ability to get at it. And there's always the obstacle and the stigma of it, I got to have an IT guy that comes in and sets this up. Um, you you got to get away from that. Number one, because and, and this is coming from I get, you know, I call myself an IT guy to some extent, but uh, there there is that understanding that well, he, he's got to come in and do the bits and bytes stuff. But how does he understand my business? And and if he doesn't, how do I communicate to him as as the owner of a company or a decision maker? Uh, how? To, you know, what the data is that I want. I don't even know where it is. I don't know how to get at it. So mm-hmm. there's there's that level of, of challenge as well, is that how, how am I going to get that there? Uh, where in, in-memory computing comes in is that a lot of that's going to be right before my eyes. And not only that, we have seen instances where using the traditional database system, there are some technical obstacles as far as speed, uh, logistics of getting at the data, and, uh, and and then deploying it. So there's you know, there's a whole lot of factors that come into why they don't. I guess.
1: Thank you, Jorge Garcia. From your perspective, uh, you and your colleagues at Tech, what do you see in terms of this holding back or this? I don't know if it's blinders. If it's just ignorance, is certainly not bliss in this case. Why don't they get what they can do with their data? What do you see?
2: I think that I think that Curtis nailed. It. Really good in terms of how what some of the problems that are occurring uh, in in the SME world, but I think that uh, that that one of the problems is that uh, they haven't realized uh, uh, two main possibilities. One is I always say that uh, in order to innovate, you you first need to have a discovery process, and I think that's what in memory technologies can do to help them. Solve this problem. Uh, the business is real time, and and the, the 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 fact of having uh, real time possibilities for data analysis makes them having a good way to discover. And that, I think that that has been an, uh, an historically uh, a lack of cap- capabilities for from many SMEs. Is that is is not that they don't want to do it? Is that maybe mm-hmm. they didn't have. The means to do it, and I, I always, I think that the way analytics and, and some other uh, uh, analytics and business intelligence solutions are moving around is to make people more able to discover, to to do sampling, and then try to innovate. So the process comes 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 in easier uh, than than it was before uh collaboration is another is is another is another aspect and mm-hmm. but to collaborate i think it's collaboration is is going to be more effective if it's on real time than uh sending letters by by mail so the, you, you it, it so it, i think that some of the key, the, the key constraints uh, the key constraints were in terms of having the right uh the right means to collaborate and to discover and then of course Having that discovery process to be able to innovate and to predict, and I I think those are uh, those are specific holders of of of, uh, developing uh, development uh, in in SMEs.
1: Thank you, Jorge. I want to ask my panel. We have oh four minutes till the break here, till the end of the roundtable before we go into the crystal ball predictions, which is always. Very exciting, and I can't wait to hear what Jorge Garcia, Curtis Fry, and Panit Supple see on the horizon five years ahead. But let's talk a little bit about what are the three of you seeing in terms of who are these SMEs? Where in the world are they located? What kinds of industries are they in? Is there a predominant surge in SMEs? How big are they? Can we do a little level setting? Probably should have done this at the start of the show. But what are we talking about? We're just bandying the term about, it, you if you don't mind my saying that. So Jorge, when you say SME, who do you see who who is it how long have they been in business how big is their company how savvy are they in terms of doing something with data and planning their future success Hort, briefly. <laughs> well I,
2: I think it's that, that's a very interesting question but also is a very hard question because
1: mm-hmm. i think
2: the idea that that uh, we have of the uh, of the small and medium company in, in North America is very different from other regions in the world. So uh-huh. the, the, I think that makes a very interesting mix of of, of concepts of the uh, small to medium uh, enterprise uh, around the world. Uh, if we talk about North America, we we can kind of frame it as those companies that are, that have been on business. Uh, uh, from uh, from some some several years, uh, maybe five ten ten years that are growing, that are that are pushing forward, and uh, maybe having uh, less than uh, less than a thousand employees, but in other regions of the world, that 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 same conception is very different. Uh, I, I like to. I I think I have a particular interest on, on those companies, those, those uh, small to medium companies, uh, developing uh, manu- in the in the manufacturing or in the uh, in the manufacturing and the service uh, and the service industries. Those are I think are good reflections of the typical uh, small to medium company that wants to uh, develop, that wants to innovate, that wants to be, uh, that wants to that, that wants to grow. So that would be my conception of the SME.
1: Okay. Curtis, I can give you 30 seconds. Who is an SME to you today? Who is NBS? Have Who do you have in your sights?
3: It's anybody from two guys in their garage selling energy drinks on up to uh, more of an ecosystem company offshoot of a, of a big uh, Fortune 500 company. So it, it, it varies. We just have to understand that the needs are ultimately the same. They want to see the data
1: now. Very, very good, thank you. And Panpol, I give you the same thirty seconds. Talk to me. Who is the SME you're looking at?
4: You know, I agree wholeheartedly with Jorge and Curtis, so we're not going to elaborate on that more, but I will make a quick point, and that is the SMEs are especially advantaged in this whole area because they are not often hobbled by large bureaucracies. So that is actually very good something that works in their favour when they want to get innovative.
1: Thank you, Panit. We're going to be taking our last break. I want my three guests to get out that chamois or that polishing cloth or the old rag or the blanket. Polish off that crystal ball, gentlemen. I want you to look five years ahead for me to 2018, please, and tell me what will SMEs be thinking, doing, saying, embracing in terms of in-memory technology? Will it be part of their business plan from the get-go? Will we still be having this same conversation on why it's an advantage and why it can make the competitive edge that will help them? See- I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to Coffee Break with Game Changers. We'll be right back. Prediction time. You don't want to miss this. Brad out.
0: The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Systems For secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device, www.sap.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.com.
1: Before we get down to our predictions, I want to remind my Game Changers listeners, hey, if mobility can transform your business, don't you want to know about it? We have a free CIO playbook. Go to any banner on our show page on the business channel. Look for the little coffee cup logo. Click the banner. You go to a free page of goodies, good stuff, and look for the CIO playbook with our compliments. Okay. Time to get down to predictions time, 2018. Jorge Garcia from TEC. Can you look ahead five years, or give me the time frame, Jorge? Yeah, I think five
2: years is, is good.
1: Good. Talk to me.
2: Okay. Well, I I first I think that two two main things will uh, will I foresee will happen. One is that hopefully big data will become only data, and the second is that uh, I think I guess and memory is going to be a uh, 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 common. Way to work. I think that's the that's going to be the standard in, 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 in five years, or at least very near to be the standard. Uh, and I guess that uh, we're the the main focus is, is not going to be in terms of having uh, of having real time or uh, capabilities, but more on how again to innovate with that those capabilities, how to uh, adjust business processes. How to adjust the business to, to, to gain a, to gain a competitive advantage. In terms of the SME, I think that's gonna be a roll of thumb. Especially, uh, but I think there's gonna be a mix of, of in-memory and in cloud, uh, in cloud solutions. I think cloud has the, the real potential to really spread, uh, in-memory technologies around the, the SME, the SME market.
1: Okay, thank you very much, and let's turn to Curtis Fry from NBS. What do you see on the horizon? How far out can you go, Curtis? Well,
3: I, I think let, let's look, uh, say, five years from now. Like I mentioned earlier, I think there's a, an evolution going on, especially with SMEs and startups, because they're, they they progress and kind of understand in their system as they go uh, more and more uh, getting in, digging into what they have. But l- let's look at where we are right now, uh, especially with SMEs. I, one aspect of where things will be and, again, where big data is going to come into play with the SMEs, and especially in memory computing, is that today your typical SME is going to be using more than one system. All right? They're going to use... They may have a point-of-sale system. They may have an e-commerce. They may have uh, EDI. They may have... Uh, 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 an online third-party invoicing type application, Um, very often they're not going to be using only one enterprise solution software package. There's going to be what I call the hub and spoke. You're going to have a core enterprise software solution at the core of your business, and obviously you're going to want to uh, to leverage that data as much as you can. But beyond that, especially five years from now, you're going to see these best-of-breed spoke solutions that will come into play in a business Business, what they will need to do is they're going to need to, uh, to, whether it's synchronization or pulling the data in from those other data sources. But the thing that in-memory computing will give us in that scenario is that I can have that data at my fingertips. And it's not a matter of a report that I pull in and dump stuff into Excel and pull from this system and dump it into Excel. It, it is mm-hmm. going to allow me to, to actually work data from all these different systems potentially in in one location so that I can leverage that and analyze the data across those uh, spokes, so to speak, across the hub uh, core data uh, that I have to to run my business. So I I think that's one consideration that also needs to be made for in-memory computing and big data.
1: Thank you very much, and let's ask Puneet Supple from SAP. What do you see, Puneet? Can you look five years ahead for me?
4: Sure, I can try. So five years from now, if we were doing this show, we would not be talking about, you know, in memory and, you know, the benefits or why are people taking their time adopting it, where are the advantages, etc. We will have been well past that point, and I think mm-hmm. Jorge and Curtis have both touched on that. We might be looking at something else to see what's the next frontier. and And I think the one question we'll probably be asking ourselves is, how audacious have we been? Have mm-hmm. we really... Uh, utilize the capabilities we have at our disposal um, in in a more uh, efficient manner or in a more um, optimal manner, and you know it, it's it's you know something that Curtis just mentioned. The people will have realized once they have started using in-memory technology that beyond their core applications or beyond their what they in their minds are their enterprise applications, they they, they could leverage it for so much more beyond that and there will, there will be a massive that will it will prove to be an integration point i believe for um, many of them and it will not matter whether they develop the apps themselves whether sap provided that to them or it came from our very vast and growing ecosystem the other thing i foresee happening is today we hear the statistic a lot that uh, uh, that uh, over 70% of the world's business transactions touch an sap system somewhere I expect that number to go up dramatically as more and more people start adopting in-memory technologies, and the ones that are not able to directly touch SAP systems will be able to do that in a more direct fashion. So I think, uh, and and the other thing I would uh, also say is that I agree that cloud will start playing a bigger uh, role in this. Mm -hmm. It goes back to some of the earlier points that were made by Jorge and Curtis, the ease of deployment, investment versus benefit, certainly that will push this, uh, the use of in-memory much further. And when we say in-memory, again, let's remember it has to be true in-memory that we're talking about. There are many out there who sort of bandy the word about, uh, but use it rather loosely. We're talking about you know, RAM here. And uh, that growth is going to be very, very rapid, in my opinion.
1: The real deal. Thank you, Pani. Thank you all. I have a bonus question. We have, oh, about four minutes left. I only need about a minute and a half myself, so let's just throw this out. I need you to keep your answers to about 30 seconds apiece. Question. Will the visionary, the audacious person who will join a team or already be inside an SME who will wake up one morning and say, OMG, why have we not realized the advantages of in-memory technology? We've got to do something about it now. Will that person be inside the SME? Will they be recruited outside? Will they knock on the door and say, "Let me in, let me in, I can save you"? So, where will that person, that visionary, that, aud- that audacious mindset, come from? Jorge Garcia, Tech, talk to me quickly.
2: Well, I think that uh, I think that optimistically. That person will come from within the SME. I think that SME has a lot of innovation and a lot of ideas. So I think uh, mostly uh, that person will come within, within the SME company that one day will re- they, they'll realize they have a lot of potential to do new stuff and, and new, new, open new opportunities.
1: Terrific. Thank you. Will they already be in the C-suite? Will they be a startup? Will they be somebody on the shop floor who will maybe hear this radio show or read about it online and say, wow, we got to do something? If they're inside, why are they quiet now? Quickly, Jorge, what do you think?
2: Well, I think I, I love startups, so I hope there will be a lot of startups going on.
1: Okay, good. And Curtis Fry, NBS, where will this person be, inside, outside, and why are they quiet?
3: Well, I, I think everybody in the back of their mind knows that they could be doing more. So I, mm-hmm. I'm assuming some of those will come from inside, but very often it takes an outside person to take a fresh look at things and say, hey, let, here, here's the benefits of what you can see. Here's the new vision. And so the quicker path is probably somebody from the outside, but hopefully somebody inside will come to their senses and, and get get on the ball.
1: Well put. Panit Suppal, I can give you 30 seconds or less. Talk fast. Go.
4: All right. Well, you know, it's uh, an or question, so the answer is yes.
1: Thank you very much. I think that says it all. Now it's my turn to do some predictions. Hey, coffee break with Game Changers every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern. That's where I am. Next Wednesday, June 5th. Is it June already? The topic is power to the patient, giving you, the consumer, your medical information via mobile when you need it. Wow. You don't want to miss that one. I don't care what level of business, what industry you're in, what company you're with. This is important for you, your family, your colleagues, everyone. June. June 12th, HR on alert, the talent versus skills paradox, part two. Great panel. Don't want to miss that. And Tuesdays, hey, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, financial excellence with game changers. June 4th, the new CFO Agenda 3.0, tying predictive analytics, which we alluded to earlier, to your financial performance. Very important link. You want to hear that? And June 11th, integrated GRC, possible in our lifetime. Wow, what great topics. I want to say special thank you to... To my esteemed guest, great information, great insights. Thank you for sharing. Jorge Garcia. Curtis Fry, Puneet Supple. You're all wonderful. I appreciate you. And a shout out to my co-producer and tweeter extraordinaire, Malcolm Kimberlin. Special shout out to Sammy Chaudry at TEC. Sammy, thanks for the topic. Thanks for contacting us. Thanks for introducing us to Jorge and for helping us get introduced to Curtis. And Curtis, say hello to your other Curtis at NBS. We appreciated meeting him as well. Special thanks to Brad, Ryan, and everyone at the Business Channel team. Okay, put your seatbelts on. I have a call to action. You don't want to be unprotected for this one what are you waiting for go out and be a game changer today signing off for game changers radio i'm bonnie g graham we'll talk to you next tuesday on financial excellence with game changers have a great one bye bye